baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. First, we armed them. While the U.S. government was completely ignoring the pleas of our diplomats at the embassy in Kabul to begin getting Americans out over a month ago, they weren't shipping anybody anywhere, but they were shipping military hardware. Brand new stuff. Guns, night vision goggles, drones, armored vehicles into Afghanistan. Tons. Enough for an army. What became of all that military equipment? It all fell into Taliban hands, Reuters says. I documented this on the last Battleground podcast. You can get it by listening to the one before this one. If our troops were fleeing, why were we sending huge amounts of military equipment? Why were, in Reuters' own words, the Taliban opening brand new crates with all kinds of equipment? Here's the line from Reuters. Video showed the advancing insurgents inspecting long lines of vehicles and opening crates of new firearms, communications gear, even military drones, which we'd just shipped. So while we were not bothering to ship Americans or the translators who'd helped us out of the country, we were very busy little bees. Yep, shipping enough equipment to arm, well, an army. Into the Taliban's hands. What do they ultimately have? Folks, when you see numbers like this, it's not an accident. Listen to this from Reuters. 2,000 armored vehicles, including U.S. Humvees. Check. Yep. Taxpayer expense. Up to 40 aircraft, potentially including UH-60 Blackhawks. Scout attack helicopters. And scan Eagle military drones. The Biden administration armed these people, folks. You can't get around it. Then what did we do after arming the Taliban? This. And folks, I didn't fully understand why the French and the British are so enraged at us until I read this this weekend. This betrayal was about more than just leaving Afghanistan. That's not why the Parliament of the UK took the historic step never before having found a U.S. president in contempt of the the parliament. They voted to do it after blistering Joe in a day of speeches. Why is that? Because of this. President Biden told key allies in June that he'd maintain enough of a security presence in Afghanistan to ensure they could continue to operate in the capital following the U.S. withdrawal. A vow made before the Taliban's rapid final push across the country, according to Bloomberg. Biden promised UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and other leaders at the Group of Seven Summit in Cornwall, England, that critical U.S. enablers would remain in place to keep Kabul safe following the drawdown of the NATO forces. British officials determined the U.S. would provide enough personnel to ensure that the UK embassy in Kabul could continue operating. And then what did we do? As the New York Post's Michael Goodwin writes, We literally snuck out in the middle of the night. That's not figurative. We shut Bagram Air Force Base down and exited in the middle of the night. Afghan Army commanders showed up the next morning to find us gone 
And they had no idea we were going to leave or that we were fully abandoning them. The British and the French didn't either. Neither did the Belgians. This is the reason for their outrage. Why are we doing this? Is it to deliberately try to collapse Afghanistan and put it in the Taliban's hands? Think about it for a minute. If we had notified our British and French friends and other allied commanding friends, hey, you know what? We're um, we're going to totally turn tail and run. We are going to pull every military asset out of there, abandoning our people and the tens of thousands of their people on the ground, too. What would they have done? Perhaps come in with a footprint of their own and stabilize the place so it didn't fall into Taliban hands. After all, remember, it it takes just very little footprint to control that whole that whole country. We did it from the air mostly with twenty five hundred troops. That's it. The Afghan army did the rest and had done the rest for a decade. It would have been easy for French and British forces to keep it from collapsing. So think about it. Those twenty five hundred troops and the air support that we pulled out under cover of darkness could have been replaced by the British or the French and stabilized the place if they knew we were leaving, if they just had enough warning. Because don't forget, thousands of their people are trapped too in Afghanistan because of this. They're civilians. That's why we tricked them. We didn't want them to know. We wanted it to collapse. We wanted it to fall into Taliban hands. Folks, I can't come up with another explanation that makes any sense. Once you understand that, Everything else begins to make sense, like the obstinate determination that we will allow the Taliban to call all the shots, make all the rules, that we have to go along with what they want. It's bizarre. Yet as Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton pointed out, you can't get, you won't find, at least as of today, any leader in the Biden administration willing to commit to getting every American out needs to commit to getting out every American and stop playing word games by saying things like, well, every American who wants to go or as many Americans as we can, it needs to be clear. We'll get out every American from behind Taliban lines. Yeah, well, now they got a problem because the Taliban just said they're not extending Joe's August 31st deadline to have them all out. Tens of thousands. We've got eight days, folks, until those Americans become hostages behind enemy lines ask the biden administration who's in charge and they're very definitive about it listen to this jaw-dropping quote on cnn from secretary of state anthony blinken over the weekend folks keep in mind donald trump literally evaporated soleimani remember the iranian terrorist at the airport at the turnstile his suitcase was still going around the turnstile and he was a grease mark. We have that level of precision. If we wanted, we could just take them out. They're in our Humvees. They're driving around. We know where they are. Boom, gone. But we won't. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Instead, 
It was as if Biden officials fanned out and made the rounds this weekend to confirm the legitimacy and permanence of the Taliban. And they were all over it. Did you see them? Copying that famous Iwo Jima photo where we raised the flag? Yep, they dressed themselves in some of the military uniforms that we sent. Brand new, by the way. Uh, you paid for that. And mocked the photo by doing one of their own, raising the Taliban flag. Here's the incredible statement of affirmation of who's in charge in Afghanistan from our Secretary of State. It's almost as if they want America and the American military and the West to be humiliated. Someone in our audience might listen to you, Mr. Secretary, and say, oh, so we have to ask the Taliban for permission for American citizens to leave. True or not true? They, they are in control of Kabul. That is the reality. Uh, that's the reality uh, that, uh, that we have to deal with. The stunned liberal interviewer, yes, he stumped a liberal with that one, continued, but, 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 doesn't that make you uncomfortable? How comfortable are you with that, Mr. Secretary? My, what I'm, what I'm uh, focused on, uh, what we're all focused on, is getting people out. And in this case, uh, it uh, is, I think, a requirement of the job uh, to be in contact with, with the Taliban, which controls Kabul. And look. Exactly how outrageous is this? Colonel Richard Kemp, the former commander of the UK Army, laid it out pretty well on Mark Levin. President Biden humiliated the United States. He humiliated the United States Army. In my opinion, and I, I don't say this lightly, and I've never said it about anybody else, any other leader in this position, people have been talking about impeaching President Biden. I don't believe President Biden should be impeached. He's the commander-in-chief of the U.S. Armed Forces, who's just essentially surrendered to the Taliban. He shouldn't be impeached. He should be court-martialed for betraying the United States of America and the United States Armed Forces. He's right. But what about when the Taliban beat Americans? You know, Americans with those passports trying to make their way to the airport. What then? As Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby explained, why we ask them nicely to stop. But there are no repercussions. Defense Secretary Austin just now in a briefing call with House lawmakers um, said the reports Americans have been beaten by the Taliban in Kabul. Is the U.S. military under orders to stay at the airport and not go protect them? I think we've been talking about this uh, throughout the entire briefing. We're, we're certainly mindful of these reports, and they're deeply troubling. And we have communicated to the Taliban that, uh, that that's absolutely unacceptable, that we want free uh, passage uh, through their checkpoints for uh, documented Americans. And by and large, that's happening. Yes, we ask them nicely. Folks, even ABC's Martha Raddatz, among the many this weekend that tried to get our military commanders, our secretary of state, anybody from the Biden administration to commit to leaving the airport to help Americans get to the airport. The deal with that Taliban says we're not allowed to leave. Why we would cut such a thing is bizarre. I have no idea. Leaving Americans defenseless and struggling to get to the airport while beaten by the Taliban. Listen to ABC News's Martha Raddatz try to get Lloyd Austin to commit to going more than a thousand feet to rescue Americans. Note his casual attitude. He's saying the same thing as the Secretary of State. Essentially, we'll ask the Taliban to stop, but that's about it. Why aren't American troops able to go out into Kabul and help those Americans, help those Afghans who helped Americans get to the airport? 
we have been out. We, you saw an, uh, evidence of an operation the other day where we flew a couple of helicopters over to, that was a very short distance. About a thousand yards, yeah, right? But, but uh, certainly it helped 169 uh, American citizens get, back, get into, the, uh, into the gate uh, without, uh, without issues. You've got tens of thousands of people out there desperate to get to the airport, surrounded by the Taliban. So why can't the U.S. send convoys out there? If you have uh, an American passport, and if you have the right credentials, the Taliban has been allowing people to, uh, to, to pass safely through. Not in all cases. Uh, there, there's no such thing as an absolute in this kind of environment, as you would imagine, uh, Martha. There, there, there have been incidents of uh, people uh, you know, having some, some tough encounters with, with Taliban. As we learn about those uh, incidents, we certainly go back and engage the Taliban leadership and, and, uh, and press home to them that our expectation is that they allow uh, you know, our people with the, with the appropriate con uh, credentials to get through the, through the checkpoints. But further out into Kabul, there are people desperate to get in there. We're the most capable military in the world. We, we are, and, and that most capable military in the world is going to make sure that our that airfield remains uh, secure and safe. Going to make sure the airfield remains secure and safe, but not going to ensure your ability to get there. Folks, I've compiled a list of the Biden administration's instructions to Americans stranded in Afghanistan and the interpreters we promised to help. And this starts last Friday and goes through this weekend. You want to hear it? Here's the Biden administration to Americans trapped in Kabul. Come to the airport, but we can't guarantee your safety. Then come to the airport. The Taliban will guarantee your safety. Then Americans won't be prioritized for flights, though. So even if you arrive, you'll have to wait online with the Afghans. Then there was the $2,000 per person charge to fly out. You had to sign guaranteeing you'd pay it. Until that hit social media, outrage ensued and they said, scratch that, it's free. Then they said, don't come to the airport. Then they said, over this weekend, leave the airport, it's too dangerous here. Then the Pentagon bashed on the State Department for saying don't come to the airport and said they weren't aware of that at all and that we should ignore it. But then when asked by the media over the weekend, so people should come to the airport, they said they weren't sure. People would have to judge that by conditions on the ground. Then, when the news broke that Americans were being beaten at Taliban checkpoints, Joe Biden denied it. The Pentagon contradicted him, saying, yep, they were being beaten. Then, when asked, will our troops come get you? They said, no, our troops aren't leaving the airport because we promised the Taliban we wouldn't. Then they said, you need to make your own decision. It changes by the hour. But then they said, but also the Taliban-imposed deadline to exit the country is August 31st, eight days from right now. So we need you out by then. Good luck. I added the good luck part. So the Taliban this morning are reiterating, we have till the 31st of August. Then we have to be out. That's a red line in the sand, they said. Problem is, in one of the most stunning betrayals of Americans I've ever seen, and they'd be yelling about it from the rooftops if it was Trump, they are also telling you not to come to the airport as the clock runs out and also that they're not coming out to get you or guarantee your safety in any way. It's incredible. Yet you've got just eight days to get out. 
Here's that exchange with Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby over the weekend. I'll just read you this part of it. It was a security alert that came out of the embassy this morning. It says, because of potential security threats outside the gates at Kabul airport, we're advising U.S. citizens to avoid traveling to the airport and avoid airport gates at this time unless you receive a specific call to come there. So can you explain what is this threat? Is it is it Taliban? Is it is there an ISIS or an Al Qaeda angle to this? Yeah, I, I think um, you can understand, uh, Courtney, why we're not going to get into uh, specific details uh, about the threat environment or what um, or, or what our intelligence uh, is given us. We have said from the very beginning of this um, uh, that we're going to try to do this in a safe and orderly way, and that means making sure that nobody gets hurt uh, to the maximum extent possible. So, damn it, John Kirby, should Americans go to the airport or not? What you're seeing out of our State Department colleagues, I think, is uh, you know, a prudent notification to make sure that uh, that whatever movement there is to the gates from outside the airport is done uh, as safely as possible, and that. Uh, people have uh, the information they need to make the best decisions for themselves going forward. So, But even if we get Americans out, what does the future hold? It's not very bright, says Colonel Richard Kemp, former commander of British Armed Forces. Who agrees with me? Americans can turn tail and run from Afghanistan probably the most critical place on earth for for us to be, we ought to abandon all 149 other countries we're in first before we abandon Afghanistan. Here's why. Folks, do you realize when we first invaded Afghanistan, do you know what we found? Chemical and biological weapons labs protected by province governors and the Taliban in Afghanistan. Do you think seriously we can just turn our backs and go, oh, well, you know, we, we'll just leave and we don't want to pay for it and we, we won't suffer any consequences? Oh, we will. Here's the colonel explaining why. What we face now is a, a terrorist threat coming out of Afghanistan that is greater than the terrorist threat before 9-11. Jihadists around the world have been celebrating. Hamas in in Gaza are celebrating what's happening here. Um, and, and they will be re-energized. They will see that their recruitment has been boosted. They will be reinvigorated and they will launch attacks around the world against our countries, as they did really when they were being inspired by the Islamic State. Af- Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State are strong in Afghanistan at the moment. Al-Qaeda fought alongside the Taliban in recent battles. They will operate freely. It doesn't matter what the Taliban say to you. They will allow the Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State to operate freely there. And they can operate more freely than they could before 9-11 because they know there's no fear of Western intervention now. That, that's finished. That's history. That's not going to happen again. They know that. And so they'll be even bolder than before. And jihadists from around the world will flock into Afghanistan to train, prepare, and launch attacks against the West. So the, the state of the terrorist threat is higher than it was at the height of the Islamic State's power when they controlled large parts of Syria and of Iraq. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 